till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit Welcome everybody, welcome everybody to another episode of The Blue Book Brought to you by C-Rep Ministries And hosted by your boy Blue I hope everyone out there is just having, making the most of it Making the most of your day, making the most of the week Making the most of your time with your family and those close to you Right now, in this time and age, right now we are uh, definitely uh, making the most of it, being home. Most of us are on the computer, on the internet, uh, doing just anything we can to keep ourselves occupied while we're at the house. I know it's difficult, I know it's tough. Not everyone is used to being home with their children, with their family, day in, day out. But God's doing something, and I, I wanted to share this on this study because uh, there's a lot of people out there who are just struggling with their families and with their with their home because they're not used to being home day in day out, day in day out. God is doing something very special with people and their families. He's bringing a little bit of unity back to the families, and thank. God for technology, we're able to, you know, just because we can't go to church physically and it's socially frowned upon due to our regulations that we have, God is putting church in your house, whether by YouTube, Facebook, or by whatever other means you have, God is putting church in your house. So it's something to be very, very thankful for that that has not stopped. It's stronger than ever. And we need to definitely lean, lean on church and God for our guidance. Today's, le- today's message is very, very interesting. Not a lot to go on. But we're definitely going to touch into it. So, uh, if you have your Bibles, whether it's on the computer, whether it's on a cell phone, on a tablet, or even the book itself, uh, we definitely want, I definitely want you to open your books or apps to the book of Acts. Uh, book of Acts, second chapter. And it's going to be in verse 32 and 33 that we're going to be doing the message today out of. Um, definitely want to pray before we do it because here at Secret Ministries in the Blue Book, we definitely want to pray and ask God to help us before we really dig deep. We want to get everything God wants to tell us in this particular message. Okay? So, everyone agrees? Let's do it. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have let us have a taste of of what you want us to know. Father, as we open our Bibles up, our apps up to the Word of God, we ask you to lead us, guide us, and direct us in the message you want us to have. Honest thing that you want us to have. Whatever it is you're telling us, whatever it is you want us to, to know and to feel, please, Father, 
open that revelation, knowledge, and understanding and comprehension up to us. No matter how deep the rabbit hole goes or how shallow you want us to stride. Whatever it is you want us to know, we right here want you to tell us. And we're open ears, open minds, open hearts to what you want. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the word. And we ask you to bless it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. So we prayed for it. Now we're going to discuss it. Before we get into the scriptures, let's discuss it. So, what does Acts 2.32 mean? Peter is using a psalm of David to show that Jesus is David's heir and the Messiah promised by God. In Psalms 16, 8-11, David identifies his Lord as someone whose body will not decay in death. It's also in Psalms 16, 8-10, or and 10, Acts 2, 25 and 27. This is about 50 days after Jesus was crucified and his disciples claimed he rose from the dead. The witnesses Peter is referring to are the 120 who remained in Jerusalem and received the Holy Spirit. That's also in Acts 1, 15-1-4. In the 40 days between Jesus' resurrection and ascension to heaven, he saw Mary Magdalene, which is in John 21, or John 20, 11 through 18, the disciples minus Thomas, which is in John 20, 19 through 23, and the disciples with Thomas, John 20, 24 to 29, Caparis and a friend, Luke 24, 13 through 35, Judas, replacement, Matthias, Acts 1, 22, his half-brother James, 1 Corinthians 15, 7, and 500 unnamed followers, which is in 1 Corinthians 15, 6. All those references, you can check out, pause this thing, listen to it, whatever the case may be. Those are all references to what's going on. Okay? At the nine days before, about nine days before G Peter's speech, minutes before Jesus' ascension into heaven, Jesus told his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So if you understand what he's trying to say there, Okay, visually, Jesus was able to give power to his disciples because the he see the disciples seen Jesus, they seen him. So it's easy when someone sees something and they say, "Okay, here's the power," and you believe in him because you see him, and then you are able to create miracles. That's a very simple, simple operational faith there, because you're not really having much faith; you're just believing in what you see, which is giving you power. But Jesus says. I'm going to Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, which was seen in the baptism of John the Baptist. You will see it. The Holy Spirit will be here. It will give you supernatural powers. Very important. Holy Spirit is very, very important when it comes to that. Okay? That whole thing that Jesus talked about is in Acts 1.8. Earlier this morning, they received the Holy Spirit, which is in Acts 2.1-4. Now they're fulfilling their commission as witnesses in part by speaking a different language and dialect representing in the crowd which is Acts 2 5 through 13 this is a very important fact of the Holy Spirit some denominations of Christianity or in, or in belief of 
Christian belief, um, which are Baptists usually, and others. Uh, not really. I don't know how far the, the the olive tree goes with this one, but the Holy Spirit is most de debated because the Holy Spirit is a divine entity that gives you that power. The divine, the Holy Spirit is not. A requirement by God is a free gift. It's a, it's like an extra boost in your gas tank. You put that nitro, or you put that boot, that octane booster. That's what this does. It's an octane booster into your tank, so you can perform things. But you, you speak in other tongues as a heavenly language. This is all extra stuff that God offers you, aside from your salvation. Salvation is beautiful, and that gets you to heaven, and you get to follow Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit. Which Holy Spirit will lead you regardless if you have the tongues of fire and the, and the divine uh, power of the Holy Spirit. But if you want that forget the tongues, that is something that you get to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you get baptized in water, whether you're a Catholic or a Christian or whatever the case, you get baptized. Um, that falls upon you. The Holy Spirit falls upon you, and, you, and then you become uh, then you become full of the Holy Spirit. So you start talking in other tongues. Whatever other tongues is referred to as the other language of heavenly language, um, because you got to understand that the devil hears everything you hear. You see, hears everything. The little, little demons hear everything you say. What comes out of the tongue can be good and bad. The power of the tongue. So what God did is God gave us a, 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 a heavenly language, uh, where you can speak to Him. Comes in your mind, goes out your mouth. You can speak to Him, and the heavenly language of the Holy Spirit, the devil nor the demons understand. So if you go off, and for instance, I'm, I was baptized on the Spirit a long time ago. So for instance, you can go, Now you can say that without any meaning behind it. Uh, not, not telling him anything. And it, it, it can be nothing. Or you can be like really in some time and just go off on it. And like for instance, like I'll say something, I'll say, I'll say now, now, it sounded the same, but what I was actually saying in my mind is that I hope everyone who hears this message is blessed. You see what I'm saying? What comes in the mind without the tongue, it's the power. That's all it is. So, it's a very important gift if you choose to take it that route. Um, so, anyhow. Now, 120 know that they are to bear witness to the truth about Jesus. 120 people know this, okay? It's nothing, this is nothing out of the ordinary. His miraculous works that he is the Messiah. No question about it. 120 days upon the earth after he passes, he comes back to life, he resurrects out of the tomb, and he's there for 120 days walking around the earth and everything and doing his thing. People seen this. It was like a ghost. They've seen him do this. Now they have to profess that you know, he's, the, he's the Messiah and that he, uh, and that he is who he says about Jesus, right? All right, and that his death and resurrection wipes out the sins of those who follow him. So not only does he say it when he was alive the first time, but crucifixion, tomb comes back out. Now you have to say, okay, well, it's something to this guy because uh, we can we you know we we put him on a cross. He came back, boom, bam, boom, bam, bam. What's going on here? Okay, pretty simple. But they don't know that Marty's the Greek word for witness will subtly alter in its application. Hmm. That change will result in the meaning of the modern English word martyr or the twelve apostles of the twelve apostles. Church tradition says all about John will die at martyr's death. 
Jesus has already warned Peter he will be crucified. That happened in John 21, 18 through 19, as I said. Legend says Peter refused to die in the name, same way as his master and insisted on being hung upside down. Hmm. Legend says that, huh? Hung upside down. Interesting. Only Jesus will die for na of natural causes. Only John will die of natural causes. But legend says only after surviving a caution of burning oil. Hmm. Interesting. So, what does all what does all this say? Acts two describes the beginning of the church in three episodes. First, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus' followers in Jerusalem, equipping them with the abilities to teach the gospel in different languages, which is very, I just said that, very, very important. That can be found in Acts 2, 1-13. Second, Peter gives a public declaration using Old Testament prophecy to show Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah, of, of Jewish Messiah, which is in Acts 2, 14-36. Again, okay. And the third one is that people believe. They repent. Trust Jesus will forgive their sins and agree to be baptized as a public sign that they are now Jesus' followers. Acts 2, 39, 7-47. That quickly the church is born. So Acts is the birth of the church. So now, let's get into this. That's the summary. That's what we're going to be talking about. So, in the Word of God, it says this. This Jesus God raised up and of that all we, his disciples, are witnesses. Okay, so he reads up and they're all witnesses. According this. Alright, well let's just see. Let's see what translations say about this. Okay, this is pretty interesting. Okay. That Jesus did God that this Jesus did God raise up of which were all witnesses. Pretty simple. Hath raised up. Okay. Everything is saying the same thing. Pretty consistent stuff. Okay. The Good News Translation says God has raised this very Jesus from death. And we are all witness to this fact. Okay. That's the only difference so far. Everything else is pretty solid. Okay. Pretty solid stuff. Everything. I'm looking at all Okay, God's word translation says God brought this man Jesus back to life. We're all witnesses of that. Same thing, just a little bit different wording. Uh, let's see. Same thing. Nothing. So this is pretty consistent. Um, in the complete Jewish Bible, calls it God raised up this Yeshua. And we are all witnesses of it. Just, they just renames him from Jesus or or so forth to Yahshua. Same thing with the Hebrew Hebrew names version, Yahshua. Same thing. Um, just to make it clear, okay. Um, okay. In the Orthodox Jewish Bible, it says this Yahshua, in fact, the Hasanim, made to under, up stand up alive again, of which we are all um, idiom. Which is here is the original verses martyr witnesses, mar martyrs and witnesses unto the death of, and and, and can it show the same thing is a little different. Um, you will you will notice that Jesus is not referred to as Jesus all the time. You're Joshua, Elohim, 
Um, I am. Jesus has several aliases. Several. Jesus was just the name that he was named at birth, but he has more more versions of his name than you can possibly believe. So you can see here, uh, Elohim, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Yahim, Jaru. Yeah, he has all kinds of names. So don't let fool you, right? So now 33, which will everything in this, all those verses, everything says the same, pretty much same thing. Okay. That doesn't change much. Okay, 33, the Bible says this. And again, I'm going from the Amplified, whatever versions you have. Again, we go through all, just about all of them. So whatever version of your Bible you have, I what I do. I go through them, so we all understand the same thing. Everything so far is pretty much lined up the same way this time. There's no, there should be no confusion this time. Being therefore lifted high by and to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise blessing which is the Holy Spirit he made this outpouring which you yourselves both see in here okay both seen here all right I can get that I can I, 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 can, I can feel that okay so it's a promise that was made uh, let me see <clears throat> and again now we're going into Acts 2, 33. So we already understand he's been redeemed. So let's see what that what it has, okay? Peter is explaining to the crowd of Jerusalem how Jesus of Nazarene fulfills the prophecy David gave him in Psalm 16, 8 through 11. And now Jesus' followers have yet to receive the Holy Spirit. They just received the Holy Spirit in fulfillment of Joel 2, 28. So they received it now. See, God promised that now they're receiving it. See what I'm saying? Unlike David, who died and is still in the grave in Jerusalem, Acts 2.9, Jesus died and rose again, as David foresaw in Psalm 16.10. Jesus affirmed to the Samaritan during this late night trial that he would be seated at the right hand of the power of God, Luke 22.69. Luke and Stephen will later see him there as he dies, Acts 7.55 and 56. Pretty simple stuff. To be exalted, to be lifted, to be raised, to be praised, is to be, to be lifted up by another. Jesus did not place himself at God's right hand. Paul explains that he didn't try to take God's position or glory. He humbled himself to the point of death in the most humiliating, dishonoring way. It was God who exalted Jesus, as in Philippians 2, 5-11. That's the difference. God exalted him for his for what he did. Okay? The word about the, the wording about the promise of the Holy Spirit is a bit awkward. Jesus did not receive the Holy Spirit. He received a promise from God, the Father, that the Holy Spirit would come upon Jesus' followers. So Jesus didn't get the Holy Spirit, his followers did. Because Jesus is already the Holy One. You don't need the Holy Spirit. He already got it. He is the Holy Spirit. He gave it to his followers. In John 14, 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, referring to the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus' 120 followers in Jerusalem have just received the Holy Spirit that mor this morning, which is Acts 2, 1 to 4. So he got the Holy Spirit that morning. He said he was going to get it, man of his word. The Holy Spirit was poured upon Jesus' followers and then poured out of them in the ability to speak in different languages. Again, 
heavenly language, different tongues of fire. The crowd that Peter is speaking to is, com is comprised of men from regions such as Menophobia, uh, Capoperia, Egypt, Libya, Rome, and the islands of Crete and Arabia. They are amazed to hear a group of uh, Galileans speaking in their home dialects. So it sounded like they were talking, about, talking with them, but there was a Holy Spirit. They were, they were, they were just stunned by that. Some divinely declared that they were drunk. Drunk in the Spirit. We all know, if, if you know anything about that, the Holy Spirit, you know how it looks like you're drunk. Acts 2, 4 through 13. Peter explains that it is the Spirit that is pouring out of them, not wine. So people, when you get, this, this is the hardest thing about Orthodox Christianity in, in the Pentecostal movement, is that the Holy Spirit is unorthodox. Orthodox means it is something of, of status quo. It's what you expect when you become a believer. Problem is, is that the Holy Spirit is unorthodox. It takes you out of the element of religion. It puts you into the supernatural realm. That's the difference between the Holy Spirit and just Orthodox Christianity. Pentecost movement is when the Pentecost, which is the Holy Spirit, was over the crowd and gives everyone caught up in the, the, the tongues of fire. You speak close. It's a closer relationship with God than just basic salvation. Very, very beautiful. So, in the Word of God, it says, Bringing the, therefore lifted high by and to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promised blessing in which in the Holy Spirit, he made this outpouring which you yourselves both hear and hear. The Holy Spirit is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And if you ever got to get to experience it, um, or you have it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And that's exactly what this this whole study today, this whole message today was, is understanding that when Jesus died on the cross, he came back, he let his people know, I'm gonna send you a helper because I'm no longer here. I'm gonna go to heaven. I'm gonna be in the right hand of God because God has told me that way. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to give you a helper. I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna give you somebody you can you can rely and trust and believe in. And he's going to help you do these things because I'm no longer here. My spirit comes down, which is the Holy Spirit, and it's, and it's going to create a Pentecostal movement. He didn't use that word, but that is what he needs. So the Holy Spirit is a very, very important part of, 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 the, of the unorthodox Christian movement um, because it takes you out of the norm and puts you in a supernatural state that a lot of people are afraid of because they don't understand it. They, they, the, the closest they understand to the Holy Spirit or being drunk in the Spirit or being baptized drunk in the Spirit is to be drunk. But what wine does to you, it loosens up you, it opens up your veins, makes the blood faster, and you become more um, delusional, so to speak. The word is delusional. I say that you get more Holy Spirit filled. It's just a beautiful thing. There's a whole study on that too. It's just, it's just beautiful. But for the, for the sake of today's message, understand this: God died. Jesus died for your sins. Because of what He went through, and He kept solid, was the most perfect man because He didn't sin. He didn't fall for the devil at all in any way, shape, or form. He got exalted to the, to the right hand of God. Okay, God's son. But by leaving this earth physically, He now knows that it's all faith, it's all belief, it's something you can't see. So when he came back to reassure for, for the time he was on earth, he assured his disciples and those of the 120 that witnessed him while he was while he was around, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit so you can do what you do. It's a much 
it's a it's it's a big a, a much bigger power. Just believe, receive, use, and heal. Simple as that. Holy Spirit is very important. Got, got, it's, it's, it's a very big big thing part of it's a big part of, of healing and deliverance of the Holy Spirit. The devil doesn't like the Holy Spirit because the devil's understand the Holy Spirit. But that's what, that's why we got it. The devil can't understand it. Don't see it. Very, very, it's a very good thing. So, anyhow, very good message. Very good. I just it's just a beautiful message. So long story short, that's what's going on. Um it is a beautiful thing to have those tools, that tool bag, to be able to use when you need to heal, be part of healing, part of your own healing, and part of just having that power to be able to talk to God out loud in language, but only you and God understand. Beautiful, beautiful thing. So I love it. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word. Thank you for letting this learn a little bit about the, about the Holy Spirit. Thank you for letting us read a little bit about what the promises are in God and why we should trust in you, Father. We thank you for having this time to, 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 to bring a message and knowledge and gems of power to this episode. And Father, we ask you that anyone's listening to this, bless, bless, bless them. Their families, themselves, their job, their finances, their life. And we thank you for letting us have revelation in the word today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff, guys. Very, very enjoyable. I'm glad you guys stuck around. Got the, got the here. You have any questions about what we said here, what's going on in, in, in these episodes, just shoot us an email. That's at 8LU8OK at gmail.com. In other words, bluebook.com. Um... It's very simple. Just send it to us. It's also in all the postings we do. Um, we're just so pleased to be able to bring this to you, day, you know, daily, you know, the best we can. Uh, please be safe out there. Wear your protective gear, mask, gloves, glasses, whatever the case is. Know that our God is bigger than this virus. Our God is much bigger than this virus. And if you tune in to God, tune in your God voice, you will definitely hear God speaking to you about that. Um, we love you, we appreciate your time, and definitely know that we here are praying for everyone who listens to this and abroad. Have a good time, enjoy yourselves, safe travels, safe home, God bless you richly. You have been listening to The Blue Book, presented to you by C-Rip Ministries, and hosted by your boy blue until next time much love much respect fear god follow jesus be led by the holy spirit and remember jesus god